everyone. It's Marilyn Gloria. Welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. I This uh, podcast is going to be in two parts because I recorded some of it on Saturday because I was going through this very interesting experience in my life. And I just had all these thoughts and stories I wanted to share with you. And I was like, I'm not going to wait till Monday till I record. I'm just going to do it now. So you're going to hear that part. And I'm, I'm hoping and trusting that me sharing my stories with you and how things are unfolding and the lessons that I'm learning and um, will help enlighten your path or give you a technique or tool, or maybe it's the aha or something you needed to hear. I don't think it'll bore you because I do talk about ghosts a bit in it, but it could put you to sleep. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. Um, but this part of the podcast, I want to share with you about this great celebration that I'm doing. And since I'm sharing this celebration with you, which is called uh, um, it's Soulful Living Celebration, if you're interested in joining, go to joinsoul.com. I don't want to make this just a sales pitch, so I want to tell you what we're going to be doing that week, but I'm going to share techniques and tools as I share about that week with you so that you gain something from it. It's really important to me that I, you know, give you something and that you really learn from it. And it's not just like, hey, come on over, but I really would love for you to join us. It's going to be a lot of fun and a live experience with me and a lot of special people, a lot of guest speakers and everything. So um, that's a joinsoul.com if you want to read about it. The other thing is Micah, my beautiful little dog, he's so not little, one of my beautiful dogs is in the room with me, um, but he's not breathing heavy. So if all of a sudden we start hearing ghost voices again, it's not Micah because he's not snoring, he's not breathing, he's just laying there, he's passed out because I went on a beautiful hike this morning, which I'm going to share with you because it's a technique or a tool that I want to share with you. So we're doing this incredible celebration for people to really get an experience of how I teach and um, to really be part of a community. I have a really great gift of bringing community together. I actually wrote this beautiful thing on my Facebook personal wall about my soul stars. And those are my um, community. I hate to say students, you know, I struggle with that. Um, the community and membership for your soul. We call them soul stars. We call all of our, we call all of us soul stars. We're soul stars. And they, there are a couple of things that went on in that program this past week with members going through some very difficult things. And I was so blown away and I'm always blown away by them because they're so magical. They're so amazing and so supportive. And I was blown away with the support they were giving people on this, on, in the community, on the wall, the Facebook wall. And I was like, oh my goodness, I just have to share about them. And the, the interesting thing is I kind of hide, like my personal Facebook page, I don't do a lot of business on there. I don't accept a lot of friends, you know. I um, do business acquaintance friends and stuff like that. And then I have friends from when I was growing up and my college friends and all of that. And then my soul stars and people in my programs uh, will friend me at times. But I tend to hide what I do. And it, it's part of like humbleness, but it's also part of this whole like getting out of the frigging closet and just sharing with the world what I do and, and stop hiding and everything. And when I was looking at the community and how they were supporting each other, and I was also watching um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is that docu-series uh, about the Golden State Killer. It's the uh, East Area Rapist. And I was just having the, all these experiences, and you're going to hear about it in the second part, because I'm writing my own second podcast about the murder uh, spirit that I came upon. There's just all these things happening in my life right now. And I watched that docu-series because one of my my students, one of my soul stars, um, 
contacted me and they were like, you need to watch this after hearing your story. She didn't say you need because she's not like that. She's like, you may want to watch it. It may be too dark for you, but it's it sounds a lot like what you're creating in your podcast. Jennifer did that. So I just had this moment of like, wow, Jennifer, you were so right on. And there was this creative moment. And then I went on to look at membership and I was like, oh my goodness, they're supporting these people are going through really difficult things. And then I just wrote this beautiful post on my Facebook page about this community that I love so much. So I'm opening up a week celebration where we do this on a Facebook page called Soulful Celebration. And um, I invite you in to test it out, test drive what we do, you know, on a live thing. I don't do free Facebook groups uh, for a reason. So this is an opportunity to come and check it out. So I want to go through this with you, but I want to teach stuff to you too, right? I don't want to make this just a pitch. So in this membership, um, in this membership thing, the Soulful Celebration, we are going to go through a lot of things. One of the things is I want to show you tarot and how tarot can be a tool. Some people are afraid of tarot for different reasons. Some may be because they had some um, religious background that made them feel like the tarot cards were the works, you know, were not good. They have lower level energy. They really don't. There's so many tarot cards out there. And they're absolutely really beautiful and stunning. And people are constantly asking me, which card deck should I buy? We work with the Rider Waite deck, R-I-D-E-R-W-A-I-T-E. That's what I teach because it's the most known deck out there. And a lot of the cards come from that deck. So I just teach from that deck. And that's the deck I learned on. But any deck that resonates with you is totally fine. There are no right or wrongs to this answer. It's whatever aligns with your soul. But I love teaching the tool of tarot because... It, there's so much information in the cards and whether you learn to read them, I teach you how to read it from your soul, tarot for your soul. But I also teach the symbolism in the cards because there's certain symbols in the card that are extremely important that are going to give you, they're going to start the dialogue with the card, right? So if you know what swords and wands mean and what the bird and the water means and different certain things that are really important, even the numbers in tarot, they really help you to start having a dialogue with the card. And then if you could not get so hung up on I don't know what that symbol is. Oh my goodness, I'm going to get this wrong. And you said, go into your soul and start communicating with the card from there. You're going to have a deeper experience. So we're going to do some fun tarot games. Um, so that's one of the things we're going to be doing. And I'll be talking about symbolic language of your soul, which is super important. Like what the butterfly means to you is different than what it means to me. And you really want to learn what it means to you. We're also going to be meeting your higher self and your higher self is your very first guide. So I want to share an experience with you that I had this morning and I want to invite you to do this experience for yourself. And then if you join the celebration, you're going to go deeper into it. So we do a thing called a day in the life. And that is when you take an experience of something, say you, you write down an experience of something you want a year from now. And um, I teach this in my programs, but basically just think of something that you desire and imagine that it's already happening and the you in that that imagination the you in the imagining of that happening a year from now or whatever the time period is that is actually an aspect of your higher self so you can pull the image of you from a year from now into today and have conversations with her i'm going to refer to her as her because i'm a she that's what I resonate with. doesn't matter. It could be a he, she, they, whatever um, we say. But for me, I'm just going to say she to make this an easier explanation for me to explain it You know, to you guys. It doesn't make it an easier explanation for you to understand it, but it's for me to explain it. Jeez Louise, man, was that a disclaimer. Anyway, so I have a higher self who's living an experience a year from now, because remember, I don't believe in parallel time. And I've been writing about it. I've been getting in touch with it. I've been in touch with the energy, the emotions of it. 
So I pulled her out today and I went for a walk around the lakes. And if you're on my list, you're going to see pictures of my walk today. If you aren't on my list, get on my list. You can go to MarilynLaurie.com and get on it. Or you can go to my Facebook page, MarilynLaurie1. I'm going to start doing more stuff on Instagram too. So you can find me on Instagram, MarilynLaurie. But I'm going to post these pictures on Facebook, uh, my Facebook business page. So I walked around the lake with her by my side and I talked to her about my experiences in life right now. And she was able to give me so many um, answers. And the thing about your higher self is that is something you can kind of relate to a lot quicker than you can an Archangel Michael or um, a guide maybe you got from me like Layu because you don't know what they look like, but you know what you look like, you know what you feel like, and you can pretty much gather up an image and experience of what you would feel like a year from now living the life that you really want to live. So mine is like dressed in white linen pants and a white linen shirt and um, feeling really good in her body because I've been doing a lot of work with my body. And we walked together on this beautiful hike with my two dogs. And it's, it's a beautiful hike uh, around here. And I was just talking to her about my life because I'm shifting things in my business. I'm shifting things in my life. There are certain things I'm going to be letting go of my, in my business. And um, there are things that I'm going to be bringing into my business. And I struggle sometimes with that experience because I'm shifting and changing things. And it's usually like you'll hear in the second row, it can be really uncomfortable because things happen. And so I was just walking with her and she was getting incredibly clear about what I needed to do and what I want to do and why I want to do it. So it's grounded in this one emotional experience of, oh yeah, you're right. Totally. This feels great. And it's also grounded in a practicality. It's grounded in a, like <laughs> it just rolled over. Um, it's grounded in a practicality and it's grounded in, um, a reality for me, you know, because she's explaining things to me today that I need to, um, create, believe, um, live from in order to have what I want a year from now. So it's a really great tool because you already have an idea of what this guide looks like. You already have a feeling about the guide because it's you. And you're able to communicate in a much clearer, easier way. So we walked around the lake and I was asking her different questions about like where my frustration was, what I needed to create. I mean, it was such a beautiful morning this morning because I got up and I journaled and I looked over my goals because it's in the beginning of May, right? So I looked over, that's when I'm recording this. So I looked over my goals from January because I've been very on track with my goals. And then I um, juiced and I did a meditation and then I took my dogs out for this hike around the lake. And I had to come back for an 11 a.m. meeting, which I don't normally have meetings on Mondays. And I just was a little, as much as I needed to have the meeting and I wanted to have the meeting, I was a little frustrated. And there are certain things that like in my calendar that I need to shift so that I can have more creative time. And we talked about that as we were walking around the lake. And in the same uh, time, I was, there's barely any cell service, but I was texting with my neighbor because I have the, um, the handyman gardener and this amazing guy coming over on Saturday, he's doing something for both our decks. And I was trying to get the price and everything and she, she wasn't really answering. And, um, and I was feeling bad because I kept asking the same question. Like, I need to know what it's going to cost. I don't want to be surprised on Saturday. I need to know. She's like, Oh, it'll just be a couple hours of work. I'm like, no, I need to know. And then there was a part of me that was like, Oh my goodness, I feel bad. And then my higher self was like, why do you feel bad? 
Why are you apologizing for needing this information? This is about you showing up in all forms of yourself and, and feeling confident about who you are and asking that question because you need that information. There's nothing wrong with that. And there was a lot more she shared with me, but I was like, oh my goodness, she's so right. And I could see the domino effect of me feeling bad about asking that question over and over again. And where that trickles into other areas of my life where I apologize, where I don't need to apologize. So it's such a powerful tool. So we're going to be going through the higher self and meeting your higher self. And then we're going to be talking about your guide and you're going to work with a guide because seeing and feeling is super important. People get so wrapped up in why aren't I hearing them or why aren't I clearly seeing them and feeling is everything. So we're going to talk a bit about that. Then we're going to be doing um, an interview with a special guest speaker or an expert teacher from the program. From one of my programs, I have people from all over the world teaching incredible things. And then um, we're going to, there's, so there's a video series that I'm going to be going. So the first video, you learn about your higher self. And then the second day, we're going to do an interview with uh, probably an expert teacher where they're going to teach you something that they know. Then the next day is going to be um, the second video where we're going to get to know your guide and meet your guide. And then... Um, then we're going to do a recap because there's three videos in the video series. So I want you to have time to catch up, but that's great because then now I can start talking to you more about channeling and, and how to get answers and how mind chatter gets in your way and understanding the symbolic language of your soul. And then we're going to go into um, the third section of the, the video where we dive deeper into getting to know how to communicate with your guides. And then I'm going to be doing group readings. And greetings are really incredible because one, I just, my guides are so magical and amazing. Somebody just, somebody just was uh, posting a, an old client of mine that she's moving where they're moving to a state that I would, you know, I was like, wow, you're moving there. And she was like, yeah, you told me in a reading a long time ago. And I was like, oh, I don't remember that. So my readings are really great because my guides are super powerful and uh, not everybody will get a reading, but it doesn't matter because everybody will get a reading and so much more. Because what happens a lot of the time, well, I teach you tools and techniques on how to pick up on other people's readings. And then a lot of times people are asking questions that you didn't even think to ask. So people, my, my community, my soul stars, they are just, they just devour the readings because they get so much out of it. And then they're learning so much. And um, they're also learning how to read even when they're in the reading. So it's really cool. Then we're going to do a reading circle. And that is scary, exciting, exhilarating, and fun. So the reading circle, what, what I want to teach all of you right now, it's a great moment for me to teach you something else um, when I'm discussing this soul celebration that we're going to be having, which you can go to joinsoul.com and check it out. So a lot of times in my community and membership, um, my members run reading circles. And the reason why we do that is because people are so afraid to read for other people, but it's the biggest learning experience and it's the most phenomenal experience that people have and I can tell you about my first experience I was uh, studying with Hans King and we were doing so at the very end of the studies that we were doing we had to do readings so everybody had to bring in four people like we all brought in people that we didn't you know so I would be reading someone I didn't know and I had four readings and I sat there I touched their knee and I just started reading and I didn't even know I could do this. I had no idea. And I got like, I was like, your grandmother Rose is behind you. I don't remember everything, but it was the most 
scary experience. I was sweating bullets. I had a I had to get up and pee after every single reading. Like it was this, it was something bigger than me took over. Like I knew I had to wash my hands in between readings. I knew I had to go to the bathroom. I was sweating like a pig because you sweat when your vibration, you raise your vibration to meet your guys and they lower their vibration to meet you. And I was blown away by this experience that I was terrified of. And it was one of the most life altering. It was the life altering experience for me because it catapulted me into what I'm doing today. I would have never had the confidence or the courage had I not been pushed by Hans and um, Albert to do this, you know, and then the, the group that we were in, everybody was like, we were all scared and we were all supporting each other. So we bring these into membership for your soul. And we're going to do this in the celebration week. So, and I, and I walk you through this, you know, we're going to do a tarot thing first to make it easier. It's not going to be like, you're not going to be able to touch someone's knee. Don't worry about it. We're going to give you tools and you're going to have a fun time learning how to read. Because whenever we do this in, mem in membership and the members run them and the soul stars run them and they're just so great. Um, people are always like, oh my goodness, that blew me away. Your own, he's not going to mind me saying this. He does them and then he draws pictures of people that have readings. Like he does um, readings with Sue is another uh, medium in my program who does readings for um, soul stars. And he does reading, they'll, she'll do readings for them and he'll draw these pictures for them and then post them after. It's this community blows me away. And I have a gift for bringing together people that just really care and love each other. So you're going to get that experience. So what do I want to teach you about that? Don't be afraid to do this work because you're drawn to it. You want to do it and you're drawn to it for a reason. Your soul is like, come on, there's something great here for you. We want to teach you. And the, think about it. Like some of the most scariest experiences you had, you know, stepping out and going on that first date with someone or going to uh, college orientation or high school orientation or going and hanging out with those new people that invited you to a party. Think about all those first experiences. Had you not done it, your life wouldn't have shifted, changed, grown, expanded. Even if, if you go to that party and you're like, wow, everybody was a bitch, you still learned something great, right? Even if you went on that date and you were like, you know, I, I'll never forget, I went on a blind date. It was, it was actually an online dating thing. And we met at the coffee shop at the counter and I bought a cup of coffee and I just paid and, and I bought a cup of coffee, just a little cup of coffee. And when it came time to pay, I just assumed he was going to pay. That was bad on my part, right? It was $2. And I could tell he was annoyed. So when we sat down, I took out my wallet. I took out my $2 and I gave it to him and he took it. And I was like, okay, we're not going to go out again because it's $2. Even if I paid, I wouldn't take your $2. Maybe, maybe, maybe you would. I don't know. I just, it's not that men should have whatever. I'm going off on a tangent. But anyway, I learned I didn't want to date him again. So you learn something through these experiences. Um, so that's it. I was going to edit that out. You know what? I'm not editing it out. I'm not going to edit it out. And then the last day of this beautiful, amazing experience, um, we're going to have a panel discussion. And I'm bringing on really special soul stars to teach everybody something that they've learned. Because I find it really beneficial to learn from other people, not just me, especially if it's something that I'm teaching or another teacher is teaching, people will come with perspectives that can be so cool that I didn't think about because I didn't have that perspective or I didn't have that experience with the lesson. I was recently doing a Facebook Live last week with um, Dustin, who's this great business coach that I really like, and I brought him into my community. And um, 
somebody had, a couple of people had asked different questions that I definitely had a response to. And he had such a different perspective that it was so amazing to hear it. Like, I was like, I love this. I love that people can give different perspectives. So that is what we're going to be doing in the soulful celebration. So for you, I hope you can join us, go to joinsoul.com. I know that um, these podcasts are evergreen. So you may be listening to this at a time when we're not doing a celebration, but you could still go to joinsoul.com and check out what we're doing there. Put your name on a waiting list. I don't know what will be happening on that page, but go check it out. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, but what does matter is that I want to share this now and, and I want you to come join us if you can. Now, what I really would like you to do before you go listen to the other part is get to know your higher self. Just think of yourself a year from now doing something that you'd love to do, even if it feels far-fetched. Maybe, far <laughs> um, maybe it's, I was looking at Micah's cute little picture. Um, and then I was thinking about fetching and dogs. See how my brain goes? It's like, oh, fetching balls, dogs. <laughs> now I'm back with you. Um, I'm a real big multitasker in my mind. And you know where that came from? Working with my guides. I can be having amazing amounts of different conversations all at once. They're talking to me. I'm talking to the person, the person, the, then their guides are talking to my guides. And then I'm noticing something in the room. And it's like amazing what happens when you open up to this work. So um, the fetching, let's talk about if it seems far-fetched, like you're writing, want to write a book or you've got a TV show that's being produced or you're having that, holding that baby in your arms, whatever it may be, you can all come up with a snapshot of something you want a year from now. And then bring, invite that you from a year from now, from that snapshot into your everyday life today. Wash your dishes with her. Do laundry with her. Take a walk with her and just talk to her. And you'd be amazed. Like many of you may be like, I don't hear what she says. It's your imagination. Use it. Pretend that she's talking to you. I actually will do something really fun during the celebration that I did in the SAS experience where um, I show you a way to walk. It's a gestalt therapy thing that you can do with channeling where you actually step into their shoes and you start answering from them. And it's such a cool technique because it gives you perspective and it opens you up. It allows you to get out of this scarcity, lack, fear, anxiety. I'm not doing this right. I'm going to get it wrong and gets you into play. And when you get into play and imagination, that is where your guides are hanging out. They are like, all in there like woohoo let's go so those are the techniques and tools i'm going to teach but i'm giving you them now also because i want you to start with this i think it'll be great if you're interested in learning how to work with tarot um check it out the the thing like say you say you're interested in tarot but you're not sure look up the major arcana cards it's a r c a n a there's um 21 of them well it's actually 22 sorry there's 22 of them um, the full card can be either zero or 22 in the deck. So, and the world's card is 21 and it starts with the full card. Um, I started, I, the full card to me is zero or 22 because he's actually my personality card and that's the 22 number. And then I also have the emperor as my soul card. And you could look up that personality and soul cards in tarot and see who's your, who your card is. You know, you'll be able to find that. There's so many tarot blogs. You'll be able to find that formula and how to get it. It's a really cool tool and technique. Okay, listen to the second part. And I look forward to you guys joining me in the celebration. And if you have any questions, email us at info at Marilyn Aloria. Whoops, wrong email. 
I do that all the time. I have so many emails. I have too many emails. Email us at info at who can it be now podcast.com info at who can it be now podcast.com. And guys, please, please, please do rate subscribe and um, share this podcast. I've been getting uh, incredible feedback and I'd also love to know what you want to learn. Give that to me. Tell me, tell me what you want to learn. Um, because I want to, I want to dive in. I want to dive in with all of you. I want to, um, give you, and you know, it's interesting. Let me just say this real quick. When you guys have a question, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to honestly tell you, I don't make up stuff. I don't pull stuff out of my ass. I just am not that type of person, but most of the times it's nine times out of 10, my guides have the answer and I just tap into them and I'm like, okay. So like the question, when I answered deja vu the other day. It's not something I study, right? But I tapped into them and I'm like, okay, what's deja vu? And they were like, blah, blah, blah. So I love that they do that. And then if I come up against something that I'm like, they're not giving it to me, I'll be like, yep, not my expertise, which is why I have experts come into membership for your soul to teach things that I don't know anything about, you know, or it's not my area of expertise. All right, come join us and um, go play with your higher self. And then make sure you go over to my business page and uh, look at my pictures. I'll probably post the pictures today, Monday, May 3rd or Tuesday, May 4th. Um, uh, you don't know. Who knows when you're listening to this, right? I'll get into this evergreen thing. Time's not linear. So whatever you do, if you go to my Facebook business page, Marilyn Aloria one, whatever's on that page that day is what you're supposed to see. How's that? I like that. All right, guys, thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Much love to all of you. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Marilyn Aloria, and I am going to do a mishmash again. I kind of like the mishmashes of podcasts because I feel like our lives are like that a lot. And um, I have a lot going on, as many of you do too. And I hate to wait until Monday when I record to try to recall all the lessons, all the things that happened in order to share them with all of you in the hopes that um, something I say or something I share, some tool or technique helps to carry you along on your journey as well, support you and expand you. So I'm definitely going through a huge, huge change, trans transformation. Um, and I feel it so much, you know, and um, I was, it's been such a, a big week again with the changes and the uncomfortable energy and um, the insecurity that comes up and the doubt and then the fear and then the confidence and then the, you know, just the mix of feelings that happen. And um, so I'll give you a brief summary of what was going on. And then in the other mishmashes that I'll do, I will uh, do some more stuff and add um, more specific things. So I'm, as you know, I'm all working on this second podcast about Salad Me and the writing coach that I hired, um, Bruce is amazing, absolutely amazing, because he's just really interested in the story, interested in me, and asks all the right questions and gives me the right, um, kind of the right alleyways, tools, streets to go down in order to bring the story to life and, um, you know, the foundation and everything. And it's such an interesting way to be looking at the story because when it first fell into my laps, or maybe we both fell into each other's laps, Al and I, um, it felt more about his murder and, and really telling the truth around his murder. And as much as that's part of it, I guess I sat on it for 10 years because there was so much more to the story that I needed distance from in order to tell. 
And what that distance did for me is um, what it's doing. I can't really give you a, a full on summarization of it because it's still happening, but it's making me recognize what I was going through at the time when I found this spirit who became my teacher and then what's going on now that I'm like, I can do it now. I can tell the story. I have the courage to tell the story. So Bruce has been asking me and I've been knowing I need to go back to the journals to remember what I was like at the time when all of this happened for me. And I went back to my journals. I was getting ready to write my piece for him this week. And um, I went back to my journal February 2009 and there was one page turned over and it was February, February 15, 2009. And that is not on the Sal timeline, so I don't even know why that page was turned over. I didn't think it was important. I would have never gone to that particular date. I journal every single day. But I started reading it, and I was blown away by the significance of what I put in that entry. So I will probably read you that entry, although my handwriting is so atrocious that I can't really see it. And it's definitely going to be in the second podcast, but I'll just tell you about it now in case I don't read it. Um So it starts out with, you know, everything being so tough. And yesterday I was, this is what I say in the podcast, you know, February 15, 2009, I think it was like 8.05 a.m. I always put the time down in the day that it is Sunday. It was Sunday. And I apparently was coming back from yoga and drove into the wall again. So I had this habit during this year in my life of driving into walls and also people hitting me from behind, which is not a coincidence. Like I understood the hitting me from behind was pushing me forward. And I finally got it when the second person did it within like a month. And I was like, oh, yeah. But I didn't get the significance of constantly driving into the wall. And I remembered this time when I was reading the journal entry, because I always remember the time when I was driving into the wall and I was actually leaving a message for someone about selling my car and what the price was and hit the wall. And I went, oops, price just went down and I hung up. So I remember that time. But this time I was on the phone with another friend of mine, my friend Brooke. And I recalled, I didn't put it in the journal, but I was like, oh my goodness, I remember when I drove into the wall because I thought I saw a dead body in a body bag on the street. And I did a double take and I hit the wall. And I, this was before I met Sal, it was like probably a week or two before. And I wonder now if that was him coming to me. But also at that time in my life, I was opening up to my skills and my abilities. I was working as a psychic, but not full time as a medium. And I was starting, you know, I was seeing things all over the place and not understanding them. So then it goes into me talking about my family. And apparently this day, that day, February 15, 2009, my brother, I I actually think It might have been the night before, but I don't know. But my brother had told me, my brother, one of my brothers said to get my name off my website. So I had proudly showed him my website of being a psychic medium. Two of my friends um, came together and did a website for me for free. They were like, we want to do a website for you. And um, I sent it to my brother so excited. And he called me and said, you're crazy. You need to get your name off of that. You're insane. And I called him back and I left him a very curt message and a very boundary line in the sand message saying, I'm not taking my name off. This is who I am. And you have no right to tell me to do that. Don't ever let's not let's choose to never speak of this again. And I remember I didn't do it out of anger. I did it out of strength. And I was very proud of myself for leaving that message. And then later on in the journal entry, I write how my other brother called and complained about the same thing and said, you can't do this. 
And in this journal entry, I write how, oh my goodness, I've just got to get away from my family. I've got to get away from them. So fast forward, here we are in 2021, and it's something that I feel this move to Northern California has helped me to do, was to separate from my family and to be able to be the truth of who I am because they have never accepted me for who I am and they never will. And um, one of my brothers I still talk to and he, uh, he we just agreed. To, I think we just don't approach the subject. Let's put, let's put it that way. He's a born again Christian and what I do and whatever. It doesn't matter. We accept each other for the most part and we're able to have conversations. So the other part of the journal entry, I was talking about doing a party. And I did a party the night before, and um, it was really a great party. And I had a ton of readings, and I got paid three hundred and fifty dollars for it. And I, I wrote, um, I'm get, I got paid a decent amount this week as a psychic. And so I shared that with Bruce, and Bruce said to me, "Wow, you know, after we went through different stories and different things about my family and how it has shaped me to who I am today, um, he said, "Wow, you know, you got paid." for being seen, for who you really are. You were getting paid for who your truth was and who you were and who you are. That's a big deal. And I was like, oh my goodness. When he said that, I was like, he's totally right. And I, you know, it's my, it's been my living for a while back. I think that was February, 2009. I believe pretty much that year, um, probably was in the summer or something. I went full time as a medium and, uh, I, was just I gave up acting and I gave up um, bookkeeping and everything. And it was really, really great and wonderful. And also bought my house at the end of that year. So there was a lot of changes, but the uncomfortable energy, the having to um, position myself in a place of power against people who did not accept me, who supposedly were my family and loved me. And I know they love me and I love them, um, but they, they could never accept me. So I wanted to share all of this with you. So then it takes me to, so Bruce and I have been talking about um, the episodes and, and how to interweave them. And the more I reveal about my personal story, the more he wants me to put it in there because it really does have a significance to how Sal opened me up. Once One, Sal was an Italian man. I have a lot of issues with Italian men. Um, he was from the Bronx. I'm from Brooklyn. So I have, a, I have an issue sometimes with men, people from the boroughs, men, men, Italian men from the boroughs. I'll just say that from this uh, New York City boroughs. Um, it's an interesting experience for me. And then um, I have and then just, you know, how he like opened himself up and was a teacher to me. And I said to Bruce, I want to do a parallel experience from 2009. I now want to go to my journal entry from Fe to February 15, 2019. Because 2019 was a huge year for me. I moved up north in June of 2018 and I was um, moved to a place where I didn't know anyone. And I, I realize now I purposely did that to get away from people and situations and responsibility. I really needed this time alone. And in February of 2019, my father died. And then in, I, I can't remember the exact date, it might have been August or September, but my ex-boyfriend, who was also a very significant part of my life, died. So they both died in the same year. And there's parallels happening because in October of 2019, that was my first experience here where they started turning the power off for a period of time in order to keep us safe from the fires. So if the winds kick up, they turn off the power. 
And where I live up in the mountains, I don't have any cell service. The internet's obviously out. Um, and I don't have anything. So I'm pretty cut off. I'm isolated. I'm by myself. And the first time that they did that, I went into a little bit of PS- PTSD. It reminded me a lot of 9-11, which is also going to take uh, a part in this story because that was a, a big deal for me. It's a big deal for a lot of people. So please know that I know the significance of that event, how it changed a lot of people's lives. And um, so I was that time when the power went out was a time when I'll never forget it. I was sitting on the couch drinking rosé, eating uh, chips and dip, which is such a like um, a vulnerable. um, It's a, a thing from my childhood that makes me feel better. And I was bawling because both my father and Chris, who were an integral part in my 9-11 experience, were no longer in my life. Because I knew when the power went out and I went into that little bit of a PTSD state of anxiety and fear, and it's irrational. You Like, intellectually, like, I was in my yoga training. So there was, like, if anybody could be grounded, I'm in certification that weekend for my yoga training, and I just went into, and I had two friends with me, too, that I made friends with in the yoga training, but I was it was in an irrational place. And I just sat there and cried because I know that my father especially would have been somebody I called during, you know, when the power went out here and he would have been somebody who supported me and would have been like, go to a hotel right now. Or he would have just said things and done things that would have made me feel safe, which is ironic because he's the man who created the lack of safety in my life by shooting a gun at my mother when I was four years old and almost, you know, killing her and then killing my brother. So, I want to bring it back to 9-11, and I'm sharing a tiny bit about this with you now, and this is so much more that's going to be coming into the second podcast for a few reasons. And one of the reasons is, is I want you to accept yourself for who you are, no matter what other people think of you. And the other reason is, is that I want you to recognize that to be the greatness that you are, you're going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be insecurities. There's going to be moments of fear. So, um, 9-11, when 9-11 happened, um, I was living alone, and I told that story in an earlier podcast, so I'm not going to go deeper into that, but one of the things for me is I was l- losing my mind because I felt trapped. Nobody could leave the city, and nobody could come in, and it was a very difficult time because I would, you know, we were lost. We didn't know what to do. I went to the triage one day. We couldn't really help. Um, my friends were all doing their own volunteer things with their part and significant others. My Ex-boyfriend, Chris, who I was still very, very close to, was working at the bar. So he was there for me. Like, my therapist was like, look, sleep in his house and it's going to make you feel better. It doesn't matter if you're broken up at this point, you know. And so he was very much there for me during this time. Um, and, I, like, I would go to St. Vincent's, the hospital, which my friend, my best friend, was in charge of. It was her first day as a lieutenant in New York City Police Department. And I went to see her because we were lost. We were doing vigils and lighting things and you're walking around and you're just seeing pictures of all these missing people that we now know are not, didn't make it. And the city is just in heightened security and heightened fear. And I remember sitting in St. Vincent's and turning around and seeing a picture of a girl I went to grammar school with and she was missing. She didn't make it. And um, my friend, I'm not going to say her name because I have to make sure that she's going to be okay with me sharing her story. She got a phone call from another precinct that there was a bomb scare. And then she hung up and I said, do we have to go? And she said, no, it's okay. Then she got a second call and she hung up. She said, go run home now. And I left, I was with Chris's brother and I ran home to, you know, and and I'm running a good 10, 15 blocks home 
to make sure that I'm safe, you know, get into my house, get in. And the biggest fear for me is my animals. You know, I had two cats and a dog then. I want them to be safe. So that happened a couple of times. And every time I left, I lived in a back apartment, which was difficult. But every time I would come out to the front door, I would look at the um, Empire State Building because that was the next target that everybody was expecting to get hit. And I could see it from my front door. And um, it was just a very eerie, weird time in the city. And by the third day, I think it was, I just couldn't take it anymore. I was losing my mind. And my father, because he was a retired deputy inspector of the police department, he could come in and um, get me out of the out of the city. So he drove in, and I my I was going to my brother's house in the Hamptons, and they wouldn't let me bring the cats, which freaked me out. I could only bring the dog, and I was like begging them to let me bring the cats because they're my family. So Chris took care of my cats, which I knew that they were in good hands with him. He was going to make sure that they were taken care of. And I'll never forget, and I've shared this story, getting into my father's car. I believe I took a Xanax at that point because I was really not in a good place. And um, we were going over the Brooklyn Bridge and the Arms of the Angel song came on. It became the song of 9-11. But before it was like even people really labeled it that, that song was playing on the radio. I have a big thing with Brooklyn Bridges. I will only buy the Brooklyn Bridge picture. I, have, I love the Brooklyn Bridge, but it has to be heading to Manhattan, not back to Brooklyn. And I'll never forget kind of like half laying down on the front seat of the car. My father had a small Camaro and I hate small cars because they make they don't make me feel safe. Just kind of like listening to the song and looking at the bridge as as heading back to Brooklyn. So this all has a major significance because one of the things Bruce asked me was what moment was a moment where you were really lost in your life. And I said 9-11. And it's actually the moment that I'm actually working with with my therapist right now, too. Because I recognize it gave me the fear of travel, um, gives me the fear of leaving my animals, um, different different types of fears that I want to work on. Right now, obviously, didn't do too much to me because I moved to a place where I didn't know a soul and I have traveled and things like that. But I'm looking to expand and grow and um, live an even bigger, greater life and to stop sitting on some of my gifts, one of the story and other things. And to really bring it out into the world, but I have to be there. So I'm working on my comfort level and you're always going to be afraid of certain things. You just have to kind of, it's like what Elizabeth Gilbert says in Big Magic, you know, she puts fear in the back seat. It's not allowed to have control of the radio station. It's not allowed to take direction, tell her where to go, but fear is there. And she's, she's, pre- she understands that it's there and she's aware of it, but it doesn't get to run the show. So a lot of my students will ask me, you know, I'm afraid. What do I do? How can I do it? And I'm like, you have to do it anyway. My guides told me that a long time ago. You have to do it anyway. So I share all of this with you because um, I was meditating. So something else went on yesterday. This this whole week has been a very big week for me in my business and things going wrong and things going right. And um, so I had a really insecure moment and uh it, it kind of rocked me a little bit. And so I did my tools right away and um, I went and listened to a couple of great podcasts, you know, and and then I happened to turn on the TV and it was actually Bethany Frankel's new TV show, which I didn't know she had one about her hiring second command. So it was like the perfect thing for me to watch about a boss because I've been really having to take a stance in certain areas of my business. And um so that was perfect. Then I went to bed and I pulled out The Big Leap, which is a great book if you're thinking about changing careers or you're trying to do something in a career. I think it's a great book for any part of your life because it's about living bigger and why we stop ourselves. And uh, I read it years ago and it was great. And I was like, you know what? I need that book again. 
and I pulled out that book and I feel like something else happened that I'm not recalling right now. And then I, um, I went and went to sleep and I had dreams and everything. And I woke up this morning, very peaceful, very like clear on things. And I went into meditation and talked to my guides and a lot of times with my guides, even though they know everything that's going on, I share everything because I'm like a verbal processor. So I share it all. It's also so the the recording has a um, I'm recording my history, my life, what's going on, because in their response to it, I'm able to one day I'm going to be able to share more stories and more of their advice and things and the channels information that comes through uh, in response to what I'm going through. But through my releasing to them and speaking to them about everything and I got super clear. Also, I get really, really clear and then they confirm things. I recognize that I'm in a time in my life where I'm making great changes. I'm done with living small. I'm done with hiding. And it's it's not so much about, hey, world, see me. It's about I'm not going to hide who I am anymore just because you don't accept me or you don't like me or my family is going to um, reject me. I, I'm done with that. I'm done with all of that. There are going to be people that don't like me and I have to be OK with it. And there's also another part like I came to understanding like I got to sometimes I got to put my big pants on in, in my business and some things have to be fixed and that's okay like be the CEO in your business so I was talking to my guys about all this and then I realized like I have all this support around me in my life right now I have a tennis coach I have a writing coach I have a therapist and I have a business coach and then I have business peer friends from my mastermind my business coach has a mastermind that have been really super supportive for me and it brought me back to a time in my life. I was thought about another time I was lost and I was um, came home one night and I've shared this story before. And I was went down to a park between Tribeca and Soho. I was living in Soho and I just bawled my eyes out. And then I went home, opened up the refrigerator door because for some reason I kept my prescription drugs in there. And I had painkillers from a tooth thing. And I sat on the floor in the light of the fridge with the bottle of pills put the pills in my hand and was ready to end my life. And I only took one pill, I think, or one or two. And when I woke up the next morning, it was devastating to me that I had hit at such a rock bottom point in my life where I really wanted to end it. Like I was so close to it. And it was a turning point for me, right? Just like 9-11 was a turning point for me. So it was another moment where I remembered I was lost and um, everything, and I shifted everything. Actually, right after that is when I pretty pretty much right after that is when my whole life I changed a lot of things and I was working so hard on myself. And during that time I was in therapy and I was in group therapy and I was in acting classes and I was in dream therapy and I was working with the dream therapist as well. You know, I was in dream classes. So I, I saw the correlation of, okay, so when you're doing something really big, you need that support. And I knew I needed the support last year in 2019 when my father passed because I was grieving. I was grieving a lot of things. And my father was a very, very, very difficult man. I mean, the names he called me, the things he called me. And that was the other thing when I was talking with Bruce. Um, so my father wasn't in my life. So right before 9-11, it was the, I could try to remember the date, but it was very close to 9-11. I was at Chris's father's funeral. I wasn't talking to my father. I hadn't talked to him for like over 10 years, 12 years. And Chris's father passed away, and I was very close to Chris's father, and I loved him so much. And I was at Chris's father's funeral, and my brother called me from California. I was in New York at the time. 
and I'm outside the funeral and my brother says, um, daddy, my father, daddy wants to be in touch with you. He wants to help you out. He wants to support you in your acting career and help you out financially. Would you talk to him? And I said, yeah, I would. And, um, it's just amazing to me how life plays out too. Like this is what I teach in soul finder Academy, the synchronicity, because you could look at these moments as very tough moments, the insecurity coming up in my business or, but they're not, they're all moments where we're weaving together. You're weaving together the next part of your life, the next dream, the next symphony, your own symphony. And when I sat down with my guides this morning and, and they took me to all these different places, that's what they do the consciousness that I had around what I was, the choices I was making today, what I was choosing to do and the foundations that I built over all those periods of time that have led me to this place where I could be strong and stand in the power of who I am is miraculous to me and absolutely amazing. And that's why I wanted to share all of this with you. I didn't know I was going to do this um, today. I um, just you know, I just wanted to share with all of you because I know there a friend of mine, Jessica, um, messaged me last week about how the podcast really helped her like two weeks ago and just thanked me. And um, she was actually someone I've been thinking about. And I'm so like happy for her. She's so amazing, her and her husband and their kids. And they're such great, incredible people and funny people and talented and creative. And um, she's making a change in her life. And I, I just for her and for anybody who's looking to make an incredible change in their life, I just want you all to know, like, do it, feel courageous, get inside a community of people that really support you, um, find people that can support you through it, uh, even if it's friends or coaches or teachers, anybody. And don't don't leave yourself behind because you're all you have. You're all you have. And you don't want to leave yourself behind. And you really want to bring yourself into every aspect of your life. And you deserve to. And we deserve to have you in every aspect of your life. Okay, I have to go. So I hope that that helped you. I'm adding to this little audio now. So you may hear some like little edits. Um, but I just hope that that helped you to stand in the power of who you are. And to really love yourself on a level, on a whole new level. And just start putting yourself first and your creativity first. A lot of what's coming up for me in retrospect, because I listened to what I, I said to you guys on Saturday, and I'm recording this now on Monday, and uh, I just recognize that I am putting myself first, I'm putting my creative ideas first, I'm putting my vision for my life first, like that whole higher self vision that I told you, I'm very clear about my vision, and actually, I'm recording this um, later on in Monday, as opposed to the first part that I recorded for you was a little bit earlier, and I just had a meeting with my business coach, and we were going through some things with my business. And then he like said, how are you? And I'm like, I'm doing really well. He goes, no, really, how are you? And I was like, I am. I'm doing really well. I said, I've got a lot going on, a lot of big things, but I'm completely supported. I, I was like, I have a therapist. I have an incredible writing coach, you know, incredible therapist. I have you, you know, my business coach. I have um, friends and peers. And um, I was naming people to him that he knows from our mastermind. I said, I feel really supported on this journey. I feel okay, you know, and I, I, it's big stuff that's going on in my life, really big stuff, family stuff and things that I haven't really gotten into. And I want that for all of you because I don't want anybody backing off from their life anymore. I don't want people backing away from it because 
they don't feel the support or they don't feel like they'll manage it or get through it. When we go and make big changes in our life and decide to put our dreams first and foremost and front and center, there is uncomfortability. I know for me, um, some of my insecurity just gets, you know, shaken up and comes to the surface and it's like, and then like simplest decisions I can't make. It's like, oh, do I want to play singles tennis? I don't really, you know, it's like <laughs> these easy decisions. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to go to a therapist just for these easy decisions. But it's all good because it means that you're creating change in your life. And change is a great thing, especially if you have um, a direction you want to go in and, and you're seeing where you want to go and you're following your heart and you're following your soul and you're moving forward. So I leave this with all of you, and for those of you who are interested, I do hope that you come join us on the celebratory journey, that we could do this all live together and have a great time. So definitely go to joinsoul.com and check that out. And again, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, and I'm not sophisticated enough yet in my podcast recordings to be like, all right, I'm going to do an outro, I'm going to do an intro, all right, let's delete that one, let's make it timely. I just don't have the energy for that right now, so... This is all part of running a business, being, you know, being here with me. And, and uh, you can go to those page, joinsoul.com or whatever I say, website, and just check it out, see what's happening. But I do hope for those of you who are listening to this in real time. And, uh, and like I said, you know, th- things are always happening in my business. We're always doing something really incredible and fun. So you'll find something, and I do hope that you come join us. Thank you so much. And... Um, just thank you for all the energy you give me. I feel it. And that's what makes recording this podcast for me so much fun. And then when I hear from you guys, you know, it's just, it makes my heart sing. It really does. And it just, it, I really, I didn't realize this. I'm like, what in my, if it really started around 2008, 2009, my business, right? It just started like the beginning of it. If I'm going back to journals. So what is that? 12 years of being, you know, in this position, I've been channeling longer than that, but, and it took me until like last year to finally, I always knew that my motto was the dreams in your heart are meant to be lived, not to suffer. And I've always known that. I wrote that in a monologue many years before I even knew that I was going to be doing this and that you're not alone and that there's this unseen forces that are incredible and just love you so much and they're supporting you on your journey. And my mission in life is to to help people recognize that they matter and their dreams matter and they're meant to live those dreams. And then my platform is to teach you by giving you techniques and tools so that you can navigate this journey with ease and grace and love. And even in the confusing moments, you understand what they mean or you don't, you feel supported or you feel loved through them. Um, that is, that's my work, you know, because I want people I want people to know they matter and I want people to know that that they're worth something big in this world and I just that's what I want so much so if I'm able to do that through this podcast by sharing my stories and things I go through and then sharing all my guides with you my guides are incredible when they come through me and they teach and channel and do all of their stuff and and then if it helps you light up something inside of you that you just are like, man, I'm going to do it. Like, that's great. I love that. So thank you so much. And uh, I went on longer than I thought I would. Um, I wish you all the best. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.